Hey guys. Hi everybody. Welcome to another episode of Up to Talk. Um, this week we have something special. So Emily and I were just scrolling through Instagram and I reshared one of these posts that gave us some inspiration for this week about vulnerability. Yeah. Uh, Blake actually posted this. We actually joke like when when one because we both have the Instagram account on our phones when one of us posts something without telling the other person that we're going rogue, <laughs> um, and sometimes we get mad about it. But this actually was a great post by Blake. So yeah, I was going Blake. rogue. <laughs> Blake posted it was it was from um, this account called at underscore rising strong. So if you if you're listening at underscore rising strong, thank you for this. Um, we'll tag you. <laughs> but it said. Every time you share a vulnerable side of yourself, you normalize it for someone else. So, yeah, I'll just say it one more time. Every time, every time you share a vulnerable side of yourself, you normalize it for someone else. And I think that really spoke to both of us um, about why we're doing this and what our intentions are, right? I don't know. It just like it, it was really meaningful about. I don't know. I'm getting lost. I'm mad. Blake, what do you think? <laughs> no, I think so. First of all, I I found this quote and it spoke to me a lot because I think right he found now, this quote. yeah, I found I'm the creator of it. No, thank you, Matt. Rising strong, but um, underscore rising strong. Underscore rising strong. So I think right now with what we're doing, this really spoke a lot to us because we've never podcasted before. Besides this, this is now our fifth episode. And oh my Emily, god, it's the fifth episode? That's weird. Oh yeah, over a month now. And Emily is a lot is used to putting herself out there a lot more than I am because she's a writer. We'll put that in the show notes, some of her old articles if you want to read. That's so nice, Blake. Yeah, we can share your stuff. And But me, I haven't ever been vulnerable like this before, putting myself out there on social media other than just like a stupid vacation trip, which isn't being vulnerable. Um... I posted one article that I wrote about Avicii. I'm not an art. I'm not a writer by any means, but everyone's he, a writer, Blake. Thank you, but he really spoke to me. Um, he was one of my favorite artists before he passed away. It was his two year anniversary of his death, and I was just inspired to write. And it felt really amazing posting that and seeing all the responses and getting those like likes on Facebook or whatever. It's so stupid, but. And getting, like, random text messages, like, oh, wow, like, this really spoke to me, too. Like, Avicii, like, means so much to me, or you wrote so well, blah, blah, blah. And that was my first kind of inkling, I feel like, into being vulnerable in this space. Yeah, and honestly, like, vulnerability comes in many forms. I think, obviously, right now, because we are on a social media platform, we're working on expressing that. Um, through social media, which is really intimidating because the internet is a scary place. And also, (laughs) yeah. And also, I don't know. We're just like normal, like people. I don't know. We, sometimes I feel like it's like you, you feel like you don't have something to say that's worthwhile saying, um, in terms of vulnerability. And so then you don't say anything at all. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you think we should explain like what we mean by vulnerability though? Yeah, we were also just inspired by a TED Talk that we just watched on vulnerability. So this has been like a topic of conversation for a little bit now. Yeah, so we watched this TED Talk by Brene Brown. She's my hero. She is um, a woman who researches and like storytells and stuff, as you'll hear in her TED Talk. But basically this whole 
talk we listened to was about how she was trying to figure out um like how people who are super happy and like find joy in their lives like where it comes from like unpacking that and she talks a lot about different emotions she talks about shame which we'll talk about later and um sort of like taking criticism and all these things and basically you have to listen to the talk because she she's a hilarious and be like a genius but um basically she broke it down to being vulnerable like opening up being your authentic self being true to yourself and then taking risks like even when you don't know the outcome because nothing's guaranteed that's like the um that's the spice of life no but seriously that's like what gives us purpose and meaning and that's what um connects us to each other and mm-hmm. i don't know blake and i with this whole podcast have been feeling really vulnerable um just in terms of like having our voices listened to um saying the right thing if there even is such a thing um like th- wondering what people say about us um constantly and <laughs> yeah and th- that type of thing and i i don't know i just think at this point in our life especially we've been doing this for a month and um we've gotten all sorts of feedback and obviously we've grown a lot even just within like the last five weeks of working on our podcasts but i don't know we feel pretty like exposed and this it's is definitely, definitely the most exposed i've ever felt yeah it, it is hard and also i mean i think something that had been happening with our episodes was that we had this like idea like this this like little idea in our heads that we wanted to have these hard conversations and we want to talk about things that people don't normally talk about and we want to be really open and vulnerable um and like Blake said I have done that some through my writing that I've shared before but not anything like this and I think it's just when we sat down to actually have these conversations, it, we, we like fell victim to the same thing we were trying to combat. Like it, it's, it was so hard to talk about and we're fully admitting that. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times when we would sit down to have these conversations, we would fall back on what is easy to us. So, and these episodes didn't turn out perfect by any means. Like we, we look back on them and we're like, Oh, like we wish we said this or, Oh, like we wish we di- dived more into this kind of conversation, but it, and Emily said it perfectly, like, we're trying to combat this, and it's really hard to just make yourself vulnerable and eloquently, like, say the things that you're thinking. Right. And I think, I mean, this comes from a space with both of us deep down, like, knowing that we are willing to walk, like, walk into that space. We're willing to share. We We want to create connections, and we both, I mean, Blake was just saying with his like article that he wrote and just in my personal experiences and things that I benefited from. So like I, I gained so much, um, in terms of like learning and healing and all of that from other people's, you know, vulnerability basically. Right. Do you know what I mean, Blake? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I think, I think when you enter a space of vulnerability and you put yourself out there, that's when you have the most to gain from it. And you have the most to gain from being vulnerable. Right. And I'm saying, like, I'm saying, sorry, I'm just saying, like, like, think of all the people, when you think of all the people, like, not all of them, but many of the people who've inspired you or, like, think you see things that speak to you, even, like, this quote um, that this person had posted was, 
A, about vulnerability, but B, you know, her putting herself out there in this Instagram account um, in a space that we happened to come across, but it, like, meant so much to us. So if she had never done that, then, you know, we would be having potentially a different conversation. And I feel like this is an important conversation to have. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I mean, and, and you said that perfectly, like, because she did that, now we're having this conversation. And I love that, number one, that she did that. And number two, I think that's what we're trying to push out there as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but it's definitely hard. I don't know. Let me, let me ruminate for a second. Um, I'm all nervous now. <laughs> I also think I'll just keep going. I think Blake and I have both um we underestimated the challenge of getting on like a recording or like getting on a screen, I guess, and just being yourself. Mm-hmm. Um because A is just weird like talking to each other. We talk all the time like now we're talking about this specific topic and we're also recording ourselves and it's like super weird um and I don't know it just it's like you you I I, and I me and Blake had a conversation about this and it's like such a weird mix of you know having you we all we know that we have the right intentions but we also want to make sure that it comes off in in a way that is useful to people and real and um sort of like speaks to them so then sometimes we get like lost I feel like between we know what we're talking about but maybe we're not expressing it perfectly so that the audience knows what we're trying to say yeah and I think we can plan and plan and plan but what we've learned is that once we hit record once the microphone is in front of us it just becomes one million times harder to get out what we mean yeah exactly and I think we can I mean I don't want to like we're not trying to, like, criticize all of our old episodes and, like, go like that, but we're just trying to say, like, moving forward, we we want to be more open and we want to really, like, get into the hard stuff, even though it's hard. Um, I think a perfect example is if you listen to our first episode where we are talking about drinking um, and party culture, I think we sort of both fell back into just saying, like, we, we're getting there. Right? Don't you think we were getting there? We were we were really close to what we wanted to push out, but and I did this obviously too. I fell back on the partying and the what yeah. I know. Right, and like we're so used to just this one narrative of like college is fun, you party, like blah blah blah. Um, drinking is awesome, and like all these things and we don't wanna like be it's like we don't wanna be like the preachy people that are like, it's actually really bad. Yeah, um, no, we don't wanna be that at all. But but the truth is, I think I sort of sugarcoated my personal experience with alcohol. Um, and I think to some people, it still, like, stood out because it is different from, like, the narrative. But for me, it's, like, that was just such a dramatic and um, stopping drinking I'm talking about was, like, such a dramatic and, like, life-changing journey for me that I, I don't know. I just feel like I, I couldn't get myself on camera to, like, dive into it, even though I feel like that is what would help the most people. Yeah, I mean, and when you would dive into it, I wouldn't help the narrative either. Like, I would fall back <laughs> on, like, what I know because I... It's so hard to have uncomfortable conversations. It really it is. is. It is. Yeah. Blake and I have been doing 
this like thing when we're trying to come up with ideas and say certain things where we'll just we'll be like okay like this isn't what I'm trying to say but like (laughs) I'm gonna say it and then we just like spew out some crazy shit that like it buried deep inside is like the point of what we're trying to say yes it really has an inner meaning you just have to someone has to dig through it but I don't know if that's really we're like we're not really boring podcasters because we should we should be able to like in a podcast you want to like have say all that stuff out in the front um so we're working on it but I don't know I think we're I opening mean, up what you say we're opening up we're trying to open up and I think I mean I really liked speaking of opening up like I think that all just leans back into authenticity and not in the sense of like we're not authentic people but like actually like doing it is so much different than just like saying that you are authentic because wait I need to find this quote which quote please um okay so she said in the TED talk she was like feeling that they're worthy like when you feel that you're worthy you're willing to let go of who you think you should be in order to be who you are that is literally everything that like I've ever felt I think that is college in my life (laughs) yeah no I think that's how everyone feels I think we all like struggle to be this person that like people think that we should be and then when it gets down to it like Maybe, like, you're alone, like, reading these, like, I don't know, like, poems that you like, and, like, nobody really knows, or, like, and I don't know. I'm just basically saying that, like, it's hard to, like, be who you are, like, behind closed doors than with, like, people that you're around all the time, if that makes sense. I know what you mean. Wait, hang on. Something just happened with my AirPods. Will you talk? Hello? Oh, it's fine. Um, no, I totally agree. And it's, like, hard, too, because we're, like, what what is supposed to be, you know, for us in private, and then what is worth sharing because it helps other people. And I always just think back to, you know, people's stories about, like, eating disorders and drinking, and I follow all these accounts on Instagram that um, I've, like, found throughout my like, the last couple years that of people just telling their stories, and it's so meaningful to me, um, and it really has, it, like, inspired me to share my own story, even if one person listens, even if, you know, a, a hundred people listen, if no one listens, like, if it affects one person in a positive way, that's, that, and, like, this goes back to, the, like, back to the quote, if it gives one, if me talking about, like, having an eating disorder and, like, having to quit, quit drinking in college because I was, like, it was ruining my life. If that speaks, if that resonates with one person, then that's really cool because, you know, when I was going through all these things, I was searching for someone who I could relate to and who sort of, you know, had been through the same thing as me and I, I couldn't find it. I mean, I did eventually find it, but I don't know. It just, you know what I'm saying, Blake? Yeah, wait, I, I just want to know, like, how does sharing your story, how does that, like, affect you and how does that, like, change your mood, like... Because I think a lot of people don't and fear that they'll be sad or people won't relate or, like, it'll make them feel shitty, like, being so vulnerable. But but in terms of you, I think it's made you feel 
like really good and it's it's made you be more open it's made it's made you become like a better person quote unquote yeah and i mean something that Brene talked to Brene we're on first name basis something that Brene Brown talked about in <laughs> which her is the TED talk was in the sorry oh it wasn't a podcast goddamn it was a TED talk um but she talked a lot about shame and like how shame a she didn't say this in these words but basically shame is the worst fucking feeling in the world so horrible do you, I concur like shame is the worst feeling in the world and so much shame like comes with closing yourself off. I didn't say that right. I I think shame is like amplified by secrets and by, you know, not being your authentic self and trying to pretend that everything's okay when it's not. And I was really ashamed of like myself. I was ashamed of the way that I acted when I, when I was drinking, I was ashamed of the way that it affected me. I was ashamed of, you know, the fact that I had an eating disorder, all these things. And I was, um, and just, like coming out with that was so hard um in the beginning it really was like that first it took me a long time to like a ask for help in the first place and then b sort of translate that down to like op- talking about it openly mm-hmm. um but once I did and I'm not saying like everyone has to do this about everything like not everything needs to be shared but if but once in my personal experience once I did share that and I did sort of open that conversation and it became something that I wasn't afraid to talk about anymore I mean I and I didn't like worry if it was making everyone uncomfortable or like like they were judging me all this stuff um I don't know I just felt so much better and I felt like I could be so much more authentic with my friends and with my family and um with like my creative side um you know so much of my writing was like if you if you look back on my writing um, from like a, the time when I was sick and drinking a lot, I guess it, you can see it's like it was like so much shame, like me really trying to like come like forward with all of this and like grapple with it with, without saying it up front. And then once I was able to just like own it and be like, this is who I am. It's not everything about me, but it's part of my life and it's something that I've experienced and whatever. Like it just, I don't know. It was just so freeing yeah and i love what she said in terms of like struggling with vulnerability she said like we try to numb our emotions and i mean i think like what you were saying that spoke a lot to you obviously because you were saying in your past writing it did like you were trying to like numb a part of you basically and then once you did open up you were able to feel like like I am enough, like, quote-unquote, is, like, what she kept saying, and, like, I think that's, like, what we're all, like, what we all, like, do to ourselves, and and every day is, like, I am not blank enough, or I am, like, you know what I mean, like, I'm not big enough, I'm not skinny enough, I'm not whatever, and I think once we just, like, like, we're all just trying to let that go, so we can be more authentic. Yeah, and I think, like, saying that, that feeling is not, you know, just unique to people who, like, do struggle, like, externally. You know what I'm saying? Like, people who, like, I don't think I said this the right way, but, like, I I feel like everybody, the most, even the most confident-seeming, you know, flashy, like, has, looks like they have everything together person, like, they, they do struggle with that, or they have before. Definitely. Um, and so, there's, 
I don't know, there's no shame in talking about it. And sometimes, like, I, I do feel weird, like, opening up so much. I feel like I'm, like, like self-centered and, like, going on and on about my life. Like, nobody actually cares. Um, and I think I just need to, like, remind myself. And I, it helps to see, like, people when people reach out and they're like, okay, like, thank you for sharing that. That that reminds me that, like, pe I mean, I, people don't have to do that, but I'm just saying, like, that does remind me that it is affecting people. And I just think of all the things that have affected me, and I just think... No. It's worth it. I mean, yeah, when we put ourselves out there, when I put myself out there, I mean, I don't think it's good that I, I, or it is, it's fine to feel good that someone validates your thinking, but that shouldn't be the reason why you're doing it. I agree. But it's the same thing with anything, like anything on social media. Like you post a picture of yourself um, in a bathing suit. Like, are you, that's so cool, but like, are you doing that for you? Because you're confident in your body and you just, like, want to... Show it. You don't, like, sh like show it and, like, own it and, like, just, like, show people what you're doing and share that with your social media following. Or do you need that validation um, from people commenting and liking it, which is, like, nice and all. You know what I mean? It's, like, a bonus. Like, it's nice. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I hate it. Like, positive attention. Like, it sucks. No, I love that. <laughs> but I'm just saying... If you're doing it from a place of needing validation in order for your self-worth, um, which I've done before for sure, it's bad. Well, that validation... <laughs> it's not bad, but it... That validation is so fleeting is the problem. And I think even big companies like, like Instagram tried to combat that a little bit by taking away likes from certain people. I'm like, I feel like I'm the last one on the planet to still have likes. I wish it was just taken yeah, away from me. Yeah, but likes and he's like so annoying. He's like, you only got 50 likes. I'm like, I literally can't even see that. Yeah, like I wish, I wish it was taken away from me, honestly. But those, those likes, those comments, those texts that we even receive, they feel good in the moment, but they still are so fleeting. And I think a lot of the times, I mean, for us right now, like, I think what we're currently doing is, is, well, we're trying to do a good thing, obviously, like. We have our why, we know why we're doing this, but still, when you put something out there and people react a certain way, at least for me, I end up chasing that feeling a little bit. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, you're chasing, like, those text messages, you're chasing those likes, you're chasing the positive affirmations, and you're just, you, you want that to happen again. So I think once you take the first step to become vulnerable is when it becomes easier to do it again and again and again and again. And maybe that's not the best reason to do it for me is for chasing it. I mean, I'm also doing it because it feels good, even just hitting send and before anyone does it, like it feels like I did something. But it is another aspect, like I said, just chasing, chasing those positive affirmations. I know what you mean, but I think like if you, if you really think about it, the, the positive feedback is is a result of like it's not just pos it's not just empty words I mean some of it might be but like positive feedback that I've received like you it means that you affected someone that you you know you inspire them or you just like made them think enough to pick up their phone and send you a text or um follow an account or you know look something up watch TED talk do whatever mm -hmm. um and I think when you switch your thinking from, like, yourself 
being like I received this positive attention like people like are like appreciating me and you think about all the you think about how you can make someone else feel the way that you do like in this positive way then that's so much better do you know what I mean yeah I mean you're 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 affecting someone enough to do something from your words yeah like it's not even about us like it's about it's about like how powerful that can be and like the outward ripple that it makes like our whole concept here and Blake and I have been like hashing this out because obviously our ideas change every five minutes (laughs) um but like we want people to connect to something and we want people to have see the things that we we've connected or that we've connected with that we're sharing and you know not everybody connects to everything but they see one thing and they're like okay that speaks to me like maybe I'm going to share that with someone else maybe I'm just going to soak that in and let that be my motivation for you know going through my day mm-hmm. I feel like I'm sounding like really like philosophical I don't know but <laughs> I, I just like I'm really passionate about this I guess no you are no it's true though like I mean we've only been doing this a month obviously but I've had to learn that like in the beginning everyone was liking everyone was commenting like there's so much attention and then like once the attention goes away you just have to realize that like you're doing this because if it at least affects one person in a positive way then that's all that matters at the end of the day yeah I know what you mean I don't know I I think I've probably had I don't want to like speak for you I've had more time to um like grapple with this concept than, oh yeah than you have in terms of like like the emotions that come along with sharing something and getting feedback and you know really putting yourself out there um it is like an up and down type of thing but my whole what I'm trying to say is like you can't that's why you can't be doing it for that you have to be doing it for a deeper reason you know what I'm saying right. and everything else is just like a bonus no I agree I mean and I mean you know this the best like the talking about this stuff doesn't come easy to me. Like, like what we've been yeah. doing this week, Emily and I, I mean, I, like, I've been trying to create a website for us. I've been trying to, like, like, I, the business, or not business side, but, yeah. like, the... Blake's, like, really practical. <laughs> right. The practicalness, I'm, I'm easy with. I can, you give me a checklist, it's done. But once we start talking about vulnerability a little bit, I, like, like, yeah. my face has been red for half of this conversation. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. And, like... I guess the goal, I mean, I don't want to, the goal would be eventually, like, for us, I mean, right now I feel feel like we're having a conversation about having a conversation almost, like, we're talking about vulnerability, but we're not necessarily, we're being vulnerable about that, but we're not necessarily getting into, like, the meat of it, of, like, what makes us feel this way, Um, but I just think, like, even introducing the concept, and for you, and even just, like, saying, saying, like, I'm gonna, and for both of us, for saying, like, we are going to try as hard as we can to when we start talking about these hard subjects to really just be authentic and, you know, be afraid to say the wrong thing or um, say things, something not perfectly, like, and just, like, be imperfect and, you know, vulnerable, literally, vul- sorry, we, I, I bet you we've said the word vulnerable, like, 60 times. <laughs> Um, it's a new, it's a, it's a new game. Do something every time we say the word vulnerable. No, but like was gonna say take a shot. But he's like trying to like 
avoid drinking because oh I don't drink. Oh, fuck. She's so right. Sorry about that, guys. Okay. It's okay. Wait, but... Wait, I just... <laughs> speaking of imperfect, because I just have to say this quote now that you've led us down this path. Is it Bren? Bren Brown? Whatever. The, Brené. 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 She has an accent on the second E. Um... So we've obviously been talking this podcast, or sorry, Emily screwed me up. We've been talking about this it's TED Talk. It's a TED Talk. <laughs> it's a TED Talk. Um, and she was saying in the end, basically she was saying like, how we're currently raising our kids, and Emily and I don't have kids, but how we've been raised and how other people have been raised and this generation, it's like, we're all about perfection. And, and she was saying how... By seventh grade, little Jimmy needs to be on the soccer team. By like tenth grade, he wants he needs his Yale acceptance. Like it's all so planned out and like so perfection. And she was saying like from going forward, like we should, we should like teach everyone that like you're imperfect and wired wired for struggle, but you're deserving of love and belonging. And that just really, it really just like. Can you say that? Say that slower. You're you're worthy for love and belonging. <laughs> you're imperfect and wired for struggle, but you're. Pre- but you're deserving of love and belonging. You can probably hear the uncomfortableness in my voice even when I say that quote. Blake's like laughing. I know. I'm so sorry that you guys always hear my laughing. I try to edit it out a lot, but I just, I, I'm just uncomfortable. Last episode, so our guest said poop, and I obviously started hysterically laughing. Yeah, but Emily, I edited that. But I edited it. So out, shout so. out, Andres, if you're listening to this. I did laugh when you said poop. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> Emily's tangent but that quote really sat well with me and I think that quote really sat well with me just because I think as I was growing up and I'm sure you were too everyone else whatever from my personal experience it just felt like my whole road was mapped out and it was always about like where I'm going next what am I accomplishing um what does my resume look like what's my GPA what job do you have it wasn't just about like are you happy yeah, and even, like, sorry, I experienced this a lot in college, but just, like, the smaller things, like, the the details, like, okay, like, and we talked about this also in the drinking episode, like, okay, like, I'm going to go to college, and, like, this is what it's going to be like, I'm going to be in this frat, I'm going to go out on these nights, I'm going to wear this outfit and be friends with this person, like, you know what I'm saying, and post this on Instagram, and, like, it's just, and some of it is authentic to us, you know what I mean? Like, some of it is, like, okay, fun, and, like, we're enjoying it, but then there's also parts of it that just aren't, and yeah. we, it's hard to almost, like, distinguish what's, what's you, and what's, like, you, what's you, and between yourself, and, like, what you're doing? I don't know. No. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes you know sense. I think, for the most part. I mean, I, you get what Blake's I'm saying. like, I fucking loved college, fuck off. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I, yeah, I did love college. I would literally... Rat king. I would give my left arm to go back, but, um... Yeah, Blake sent me, like, this TikTok the other day that was, like, this girl, she was sitting on a bed, and she was, like, dream... Like, it was, like, she was, like, sitting on her bed, and, like, all the days were changing, and then it would, like, flash back to, like, her at a party, and he was, like, this is, like, this is so amazing. And, and I was, like... <laughs> I was, like, wow, it probably took so long to make that. <laughs> <laughs> literally fuck off. And Blake was trying to be, like, getting me to be, like, uh, fuck, like, I want to go back to school, like, bleh. Which I do, kind of, sometimes, but it just was funny. Um, but you're right, Blake. I also think, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I'll, I'll redirect you right now. I don't, I don't want to speak on, like, your experience too much, but I do think there's, like, a certain difference between, not always, but just generally speaking, between, like, like, men and women maybe in terms of this like I think it's 
it's more normalized and more, um, like, okay socially for women to, like, be vulnerable and oh, yeah. show their emotions. Um, and we're actually, I think we're going to get into this more in an episode about men's mental health, but you can talk, you can talk a little bit about, like, just experiencing this as a, as a dude if you want to. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think girls make it a lot easier easier to be vulnerable around each other. Um, generally speaking. Generally speaking, yes. And from my personal experience being around girls and guys, um, I think a lot of the times guys will retract back because it's a lot easier for them. Like when something becomes vulnerable or when they're not feeling okay, when they're not feeling great, like, like other people will be like, oh, like stop being such a pussy or like, oh, you're being soft today. And like... And I think there's just so much to unpack there because, like, being a pussy and being soft is now coincided with just, like, having emotion, which is not okay. (laughs) I think that's something that definitely needs to be changed, and I think that just goes back to being comfortable with being vulnerable because, A, you were obviously comfortable enough to share something, even if it was, like, so minuscule and stupid, to get that reaction from others. So, yeah, I mean, I've been a part of that, too. There's There's been times, like, stupid stuff, but, like, oh, like, I'm just having, like, such a shitty day. Like, like I don't know, whatever happened that day, not feeling good, I don't want to go out. Like, everyone's like, oh, you're being such a pussy, like, you're being soft. It's like, nah, I'm just, like, a little sad right now and, like, probably shouldn't be drinking and, like, socializing in a way. And for me, I would probably succumb to peer pressure a little bit and like would go out and like would not feel great because you're I mean it's everything everything that you do in life goes back to your mental state so if you're not feeling good and and you're not happy in the moment or you're not happy about the idea of something you probably aren't going to be happy actually doing it in most cases we're going to get more into mental health um men's mental health men's mental health, just our experiences with that, maybe uh, bring out a guest or two um, to unpack that more. But I do think it is related to um, sharing our feelings and it does require us, you know, a degree of vulnerability to open up about those things. And it, it's becoming more normalized, I feel like, now to talk about it. But definitely um, still in a lot of spaces, it's it's just, it's hard to open up because you're not sure what the reaction is going to be. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. So, that was our spiel for today, I guess. <laughs> yeah, this was, this was our, our take on vulnerability, our little inspiration. We said vulnerability approximately 90 times, so sorry. Um, you can still make it a drinking game if you want. But we, and obviously we really, do we know what we're talking about? Maybe, maybe not. But that's the point, you know? Everyone's experience is valid in life. Um... Your feelings are valid. We're just telling our our developing thoughts on the subject, and we want up to talk to be a place for you to chime in, pitch in the, to the conversation, and um, I don't know, just not know that it's okay to not say everything perfectly, perfectly, mm-hmm. and um. Yeah, that type of thing, you know? Yeah, and we encourage you guys and ourselves, we have to keep reminding ourselves to be vulnerable and to um, let ourselves speak our mind and... Be authentic. Be our authentic selves. So, what does this mean for the future of Up to Talk? 
It means that Blake's, Blake has no idea where I'm about to go with this. No. It means that you should expect from us some tough convos, being super candid about subjects that hopefully someone responds to like us on Instagram about because we want some feedback. Yes. And we want to know and what clicks with you guys. We're all about, we recently just hashed that of what clicks with us. And if, if we start talking about something and then we're like, like being wimps about it and we, we can't get the words out, um, but we know we want to share it, we're going to push ourselves to express our feelings and our thoughts and to be okay with that and to be okay with criticism and feedback and love and all of those things. Yes. I, I want to leave. Yeah. I want to leave everyone with a, a little cliche. So it's like the most cliche thing I've probably ever said in my entire life. But just remember, <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> <laughs> Live, laugh, love for forty dollars. No. Um, just remember to be vulnerable. Remember that you are enough. You are enough to share these things. Don't feel like you have to be so perfect in order to share your writing, share your music, talk with us. We're all about. You're not a writer, you're not a perfectionist, you're not an expert. You're just here, and that is enough. Anyways, <laughs> thank you so much, guys. We love you as always, and talk Monday. Bye! Bye.